You're listening to the Quince podcast. In a significant move to center on 31st March, reduce the footprint of the controversial Armed Forces Special Powers Act or AFSPA from several parts of Assam, Nagaland and Manipur. And this decision is significant because calls for repealing the act have been growing over the past decade. The act which has been called draconian and unconstitutional by many gives sweeping powers to the armed forces beyond the authority of the police in quote unquote disturbed areas to maintain public order and the northeast has been living under the shadow of this law for 60 long years while the move has been hailed by the cms of the northeastern states as historic activists and experts still question the existence of the colonial act and its use But there's another big news coming out of the northeast which is the new pact which has been signed by the chief ministers of Assam and Meghalaya to resolve a part of their five decade long boundary dispute. The dispute has also resulted in several flare ups between the two states. However, opposition leaders are calling this move a peaceful resolution and that the agreement is almost like an imposition. In today's episode we discuss both these relevant news events from the northeast. First we will talk about the significance of the removal of AFSPA with Manipuri activist Erom Sharmila who ended a 16 year fast against AFSPA in 2016. We'll also be speaking to Chitra Ahantam, freelance journalist based out of New Delhi and Rajiv Bhattacharya, a senior journalist in Guwahati. And then to understand the political significance of the Assam Meghalaya Peace Pact, we speak to Patricia Mukim, the editor of Shillong Times. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. Let's try to answer the big question: Why is the decision on lifting AFSPA from few districts significant? Well, the controversy around AFSPA isn't new. For starters, over the past six decades, the implementation of this act has led to a large part of the northeastern region to be militarized. And secondly, as we said, it allows sweeping powers to the armed forces. So, what kind of sweeping powers exactly? Well, for example, these powers go beyond the authority of the police and include powers like arresting someone without a warrant or on the basis of "quote unquote" reasonable suspicion, and also conducting searches without one. It is currently operational in Assam, Nagaland, Manipur. excluding Imphal and a few districts of the Arunachal Pradesh another area that has had a prolonged implementation of AFSPA is of course the union territory of Jammu and Kashmir the calls to repeal AFSPA have been ongoing over the past two decades with major insurgent groups in Nagaland like the National Socialist Council of Nagaland already in advanced talks with the center to come up with an agreement and the calls for it recently grew louder in Nagaland after 14 villagers in Nagaland's Oting village were killed in a botched counter insurgency army operation in December 2021 Manipuri activist Erom Sharmila who ended a 16 year fast against AFSPA in 2016 welcomed the center's decision calling it a quote unquote real sign of democracy but maintained that the act should be rolled back I think it's a really good that the movement is really good and the the mainland the politicians mainly I mean those MPs in the parliament they They, they they want to do, do something alternately <laughs> something different from the past just without that outdated colonial law just trying turning into democracy real democracy yeah. and our leaders here 
their mindset uh, about that anti-terrorism uh, plan, all that defense plan, it would turn uh, toward the toward real development there for the people and uh, infrastructure making the road development factories mainly those unemployed persons young ones there who um, spend lots of rupees for joining armies commandos they, they, they also would want and sense their type of job once there is connectivity in between people and the leaders there. I think it's a good change. It's a beginning of um, the, the realness of democracy, which we want. And uh, those victims of Abspa, they would kill this little getting on justice. Now, Avspa has been withdrawn entirely from 23 districts in Assam and partially from 7 districts in Nagaland, 6 districts in Manipur and 1 district in Assam. But the big question surrounding the move is its timing. Why now? We took this question to journalist Rajiv Bhattacharya and Chitra Hayantam, who differ in their opinions on the announcement. Mr. Bhattacharya believes that the lifting of this act in some areas comes on the heels of reduction in militant activities in the region, where a stringent law like AFSPA is not required. See, it was a very old demand across the region. Uh, the, the, the People and organizations across the states have been demanding the repeal of this obnoxious law. The army especially had been opposed to the repeal of this law for obvious reasons because it gives special powers uh, for conducting counterinsurgency operations. Now, over the last decade or so, the number of insurgency-related incidents have come down drastically in the northeast. Now, I'll mm-hmm. give you a data. I just uh, no, I had noted this data some time back. Data available with the government suggests that there had been a drop by as much as 70% between 2013 and 2019. Now, this is very interesting. Now, the, the, the law has been lifted from some areas in Assam, Nagaland, and Manipur, and these are the zones where separatist rebels are uh, less active uh, in the mm-hmm. areas where the law has been, has been repealed. And the government... Uh, doesn't require special laws to combat their campaign. This is what the government thinks. The government thinks mm-hmm. the situation is right, and so the law, law has been repealed from some areas. That's all. On the other hand, Chitra Hentam believes that there is a political agenda behind the entire announcement and should be taken with a pinch of salt. Uh, well, uh, the Armed Forces Special Powers Act, as you would be aware, is not uh, imposed not just on the uh, seven northeastern states of India, but it is also imposed in, uh, in Kashmir as well. Right. So uh, when we say lifting and uh, uh, removing it, uh, it really doesn't make any, uh, you know, difference on the ground till the act is, uh, is revealed or revoked in parliament. Because what happens is the state government, they have a cabinet meeting every uh, every six months to look at uh, the extension of the Disturbed Areas Act. So, uh, and I can say uh, for someone who is a commentator on uh, issues around Manipur, I can say for Manipur that, uh, you know, the 
timing of all of this is very strange because we just had the uh, the assembly elections in Manipur, right? And the BJP was the only political party in whose manifesto the repeal or remove or you know within quotes the removal of Afaspa because that seems to be a term that's going to be everybody's favorite now. Uh, politically, it doesn't mean too much, like I said, and I would like to emphasize on that. But the fact is that anything to do with Afaspa, uh, I mean, it was talked about by the chief minister and the BJP party, in, uh, you know, in Manipur, but it was not there on the on their uh, electoral uh, manifesto. Even you know, it was the only party that did not have it on their manifesto. Uh, it did not have it on their manifesto the last uh, time Manipur uh, went to the ele elections. I mean, not just the one right now, but the one in two thousand seventeen. So uh, yeah, so uh, it is rather uh, a very you know. I I, ha I will take it with a pinch of salt, this whole announcement, because uh, number one, it looks to be a piecemeal effort. Uh, uh, it looks to be like, you know, setting the tone so that you can show that something is happening with the BJP government in, in Manipur in its second term. Uh, I cannot comment for what this happens to other uh, parts of the country, because I do not want to project myself as an expert on other places, uh, you know, that I'm not, that I am, uh, uh, not familiar as much as I am, you know, when it comes to Manipur. So for Manipur, there are already talks about how, uh, you know, before the elections also, how the BJP party and the central leadership, uh, central party is looking at uh, pushing and promoting palm oil uh, plantation in Manipur on a very large scale. Uh, so, uh, uh, and there were a lot of, uh, 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 you know, protests against that, a lot of, not just the public, but uh, a lot of experts, uh, because, uh, Everybody knows what hap what happens to your uh, to the weather and the soil and the climate once palm oil uh, you know plantation starts. You have seen it. What uh, you have seen it happen in uh, a lot of countries like Malaysia and Indonesia and all of that. You know. So uh, so there, there there were there was fight back and then obviously elections derailed that whole process. So uh, so I feel that you know uh, that there might be some. Uh, See, we cannot say because we are the observers and I, for one, feel that having known how the BJP is very stringent and they're, uh, you know, vehemently supporting uh, the imposition of AFASPA and where, wherever it is uh, being imposed, uh, their stepping down uh, is, uh, is not really going to amount to much on the ground. It's not really going to amount to much. She adds that the problem with AFSPA comes from the center's justification of its need to combat insurgency. She speaks on how this may affect the ground reality in the Northeast. The, the, the problem comes from the fact that, uh, that a democracy needs an act like Armed Forces Special Powers Act to fight insurgency or anything else. You know, you, uh, the, the act is uh, it's vicious, it's draconian because your entire right, uh, your, your freedom that's, uh, that's mandated by the Constitution of India under Article uh, 21 is totally stripped when your, this act is in place. It gives the right it gives the right to even somebody like uh, Jamadar, uh, from the rank of a Jamadar onwards, you know, to uh, to shoot or detain any person on mere grounds of suspicion that he or she could be an insurgent, and will not and and uh, the person who has done any act under this. Uh, you know, committed anything under this act, he or she cannot be tried in a civil court of law. 
It further empowers personnel to enter and search any premises without warrant, as well as destroy or dismantle any structure which is suspected to harbor rebels. So you look at this uh, act, and uh, you know, and uh, you can imagine that it has been used in so many places where even personal enmity between people has been, you know, used. Uh, uh, so under this act, what happens is that you because you don't have to prove that this person uh, is uh, an insurgent on the mere ground of suspicions. Another area, another crucial importance, you talked about, uh, are there any going to be uh, any changes on the ground? One thing that I can tell you that really uh, that really changed things uh, in Manipur was when the last time when the Armed Forces Special Powers Act was lifted from these areas in Greater Imphal, what happened was that the the way of uh, you know running all these uh, operations against insurgency insurgencies they changed. You know earlier it was either the uh, the police doing their own thing and the army doing their own thing, right? So uh, and then obviously the army was uh, being uh, hit with uh, allegations of so many uh, uh, rights uh, transgressions on human rights and all of that and then after the act came uh, after the act was within quotes lifted from certain areas in impal in uh, 2004 what happened was there used to be a whole thing called joint uh, joint um, combing operations so what happened was the police and the army team would do their joint operations together and then and then there would be lots of killings and the standard was person tried uh, shot uh, an identified person shot at us and we retaliated in firing and uh, the person always used to be holding a 9mm gun the dead bodies would be shown with 9mm guns that was the standard procedure so now when the two bodies are two agencies are working together because see the army cannot do it on their own because uh, uh, the the FOSPA has been lifted from those areas. Earlier, they were doing their sole operatives or operations in those areas as well, but now they could no longer do because of the FOSPA thing. But then the uh, uh, Manipur police entered into the picture and it was a joint operation. Before we head on to the next segment of this episode, here is a short promo of our new entertainment podcast, Itni Sari Bati. Thank God it's Friday. As you wrap up the daily grind of the week... Kick off your shoes and tune in to the Quinn's weekly podcast series, Itni Stadi Bate, where you have refreshing and candid chats with India's favorite Bollywood stars. Uh, with time and evolving as a person, learning the industry, learning, you know, different languages here. It's going to be the bad, the worst, the ugly, the amazing, and it's been more good than bad. Hi, I'm Avira Dhar and catch my conversation with Sunny Leone this Friday on Itni Stari Bate, available on all podcast streaming platforms. And now, back to the podcast you were listening to. Moving on to the Assam Meghalaya Peace Pact on the decades-long border dispute. The root of this dispute between the states goes back to 1972, when Meghalaya was carved out of Assam. Its boundaries were defined as per the Assam Reorganization Meghalaya Act of 1969. And here is where the dispute actually began. Meghalaya's interpretation of this border is based on recommendations made by a 1951 committee headed by then Assam Chief Minister Gopinath Bordoloi. In 2011, the Meghalaya government had identified 12 areas of the border dispute with Assam spread over approximately 2,700 square kilometers. And several attempts have been made in the past to resolve this dispute, but all have failed. So, what's different now? Pertinently, both states are ruled by the Bharatiya Janata Party, Chief Minister Hemanta Biswas Sarma in Assam and Conrad Sangma in Meghalaya. 
In this new pact, both state governments identified six out of the twelve disputed areas for resolution. Three areas are contested between the West Khasi Hills district in Meghalaya, in Kamrup in Assam, two between Rishboi in Meghalaya in Kamrup Metro, and one between East Jainta Hills in Meghalaya and Kachar in Assam. In terms of area, out of 36.79 square kilometers of disputed area taken up for the settlement in the first phase, Assam would get full control of 18.46 square kilometers and Meghalaya of 18.33 square kilometers. However, this pact has drawn some criticism from the opposition as well. Former Meghalaya CM Mukul Sangma, who is now part of the Trinamool Congress, said that this is a quote-unquote piecemeal resolution and the larger, more complex areas are yet to be tackled. He added that the ground sentiment regarding this pact is not friendly and that this agreement is almost like an imposition. Patricia Mukhim, editor of the Shillong Times, believes that this move could be politically motivated since Meghalaya is going to polls in 2023 and the dispute has already been a major poll issue. See, even these six areas that they claim to have uh, been mutually settled mm-hmm. are, are a bone of contention as far as Meghalaya is concerned, as far mm-hmm. as the opposition political parties, the pressure groups here are concerned. They are saying mm-hmm. that uh, the, you know, the chieftains, the traditional heads were not taken into confidence. Yeah. They say that these people have the map, so Meghalaya has conceded quite a lot to Assam. Mm-hmm. There's about 37 point something square kilometers of disputed uh, areas, mm-hmm. of which uh, 18 point something has gone to Meghalaya, 18 point something has gone to uh, Assam. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this will also have to be ratified by parliament, yeah. but even now... Uh, there is a lot of disaffection about the the agreements, the mutual mm-hmm. agreements between Assam and Meghalaya CMs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, whereas in Assam there there is no, you know, people have 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 not been involved in this whole process. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure group there to say these are uh, areas that cannot go to Meghalaya. But in Meghalaya, you have a whole lot of pot boiler going on at the moment saying mm. that uh, these areas were demarcated without consulting the local populations there, the mm. traditional chieftains and also the uh, the other political parties, the opposition political parties. While this doesn't resolve the dispute fully, Conrad Sangma said that, quote-unquote, no solution is perfect, but this is the best solution that we have come up with. We'll come out with a solution for the remaining six areas in limited time as well, end quote. For more updates regarding these issues, head over to the Quint's website where you will find detailed explainers and analysis on AFSPA and the border disputes. And also do check out the Quint's other podcast series like Urdunama, Itni Stari Bati, Land of a Billion and Kisse Kahania. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We are available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 